Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast. I had to Google the trade exception rule of that. <laughs> yeah, it was a good read. You did? I did. Um, as long as someone did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was kind of aware of what it was. I needed to get the exact wording. Um, and the exact wording is very, very confusing within it. But then when you look at cases, other cases of where it's been used, uh, it makes sense. So, um, the reason I had to Google it, uh, just coming off the top, and we'll dive more into the implications of this, but big news happened today. Um, no, it didn't. The Chris Paul. Medium size. You're right. Paul, right. The Lakers want to sign Dennis Schroeder. Big news. Big news. <laughs> Danny Green, man. Danny Green to the Thunder. Look at that. This is the biggest news Danny we've Green's got all to the day. Thunder? It's going to be. Well, guys, Abdel Nader got traded. Uh. <laughs> That's true. Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Abdel Nader, Chris Paul, Jalen LeCue, Ricky Rubio. I said Chris Paul. My joke was going to be leave Chris Paul at the end. All right. Regardless, Abdel Nader <laughs> and Chris Paul got traded to the Suns for Jalen LeCue, uh, Ty Jerome, uh, Ricky Rubio, and Kelly Oubre. Uh, and, and a 2022 first round. First round, yeah. Which I thought for sure is going to include the 2020. And this is, so I think that's really good for the Suns that they're able to hang on to that. Uh, Jalen LeCue and Ty Jerome were two guys that they're hoping could be deals for the future, but if they're trying to move up their timeline, I understand shedding those to bring in a player like Chris Paul and, of course, Abdel Nader. Uh, I, really, think, I think the key is you were able to keep Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson. Right. I think those the, I think those were the two key wing players that you were able to keep in this deal. Absolutely. Um I really like the deal for both teams. Uh, it brings in a floor general in Ricky Rubio, uh, and Kelly Oubre is a three, which is where the Thunder were very weak. Um, and he's also still fairly young. I think he's 25, 26. And so he fits the timeline as they're uh, as they're moving along. Ricky Rubio, again, can continue to mentor Shea, uh, to mentor Shea Gilgis, and you can run Shea Gilgis at the uh, two, but he'll probably be playing a lot of minutes at the one. Since also announced today is that Dennis Schroeder is most likely traded to the Lakers. Um, the, but regardless, there will be a trade exception to the Suns, which will allow the Suns to not count all of uh, Chris Paul's salary against their cap limit. And which we'll is explain, good. We'll explain that more when we go we, into the Suns. Because it's really big. I was going to say, do we, yeah, do we want to get into that now? Or do we, 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 we two part of here. We, 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 we can save that for the Suns, but I just wanted to give our listeners some context as to why I had to Google the trade exception. Yeah. Long story short. Uh, so this is our uh, wrapping up our Western and Eastern Conference uh, post, breakdown, yeah, postseason of, breakdown of the 2019-2020 season. Uh, last episode we covered the East teams, went top to bottom, and kind of meant to do all of them within the same pod, but we just had a lot to say, guys. I mean, what? what, what I guess I've got a feeling we're going to have more to say this time. So let's get right into it with the Los Angeles Lakers. So, <laughs> I the Lakers. Um, obviously, they won a championship. We mentioned earlier they have innocent, uh, interest in Dennis Schroeder. I think he's a really good fit for them. Uh, he's a fairly efficient scorer and has really come around to be a three-point shooter. And he's also a, a one who is comfortable with the ball, not in his hands, which is very important when playing beside, uh, beside LeBron. Um, also Danny, or not Danny Green, Anthony Davis declined his player option, but has pretty much come out and said that he's doing this so he can sign a long-term deal with the Mm -hmm. Lakers, which I think makes sense for both the Lakers and him to get everything locked up as it is. Um, I don't think he's quite old enough to be eligible for a super max. He's just going to be on a max deal. And so that, um, still going to be in probably the $35 million a year range. It's a good, good bit of money. 
Yeah. Um, I think he's making 31, 32 as is right I now. I think it's going to be like 140 mil for a year. Yeah. Deal. Um, and uh, especially if they believe that LeBron is going to leave when Bronny enters the league, which he's set up to contract wise. And Anthony Davis will definitely be their guy of the future. So, um, but when chips are laid out for the Lakers, they've got a good, strong uh, two piece system going right now. Now, I mean, from last season, you said they won the chip, but uh, what do you think? They're going to try to just run it back as is? Um, yeah. Or is this going to be a restock reload? I, I think, New England Patriots type deal. I, I think that's what it's going to be. I think you're going to have LeBron and you're going to have AD and then whatever salary cap you have, you're going to fill in, you're going to fill in the holes. I think they're going to be a little bit more strategic than that. For their mission, I said, At least this season, get yeah. a third scoring option and um, to go as deep into the luxury tax as they can to try to ride out the end of LeBron's career. This is not the time to try to save money, especially not when you're the Lakers, the biggest franchise in basketball. Um, yeah, behind the mix. Uh, so uh, I, the other mission I had was sign AD to a long-term deal. That sounds like it's already pretty much a finalized thing. Uh, Dwight Howard, Jared Dudley, Taylor Horton uh, Tucker, uh, KCP, and Ron uh, are uh, those are all the ones who are free agents. And then AD and Rondo have player options. Rondo has been talking about opting out. He already has. He's already opted out. He's and opted so out. Uh, I don't actually see Rondo signing back to this team. I think Rondo can get a bigger payday somewhere else. Rondo, Big time. Rondo's already gotten some rings. I don't think he has a lot left to prove. So I bet you he's just going to go to a team where he can be a more central player and where he can get paid. Uh, that's what I would do. I mean, he uh, it kind of illustrates some of the uh, trades that you know the Dennis Schroeder coming in mm-hmm. as a, as a, a probably the third scoring option, if not your your lead role on a bench on a bench squad. So. so so part of the Dennis Schroeder deal is Danny Green too. So you now have a hole at the two. Um, I would not have said this lead before the playoffs, but I do think they should bring back KCP. KCP played incredible in the playoffs, shot really well, and played good defense off ball. I think um, that's what they're going to try to do is to bring back KCP. And then there's also been rumors about trying to bring in a number three guard, uh, like a DeMar DeRozan wing type player. I, so. I, 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 I've seen those rumors about DeMar Rosen. Every deal I've seen has had Danny Green in it. So now that Danny Green's been traded for Dennis Schroeder, I'm not sure how you make the money work. There's also a potential if there's something else that, well, I don't know why they wouldn't just include him there, but maybe, I don't know, they do a three-team deal with the Thunder who are expected to already trade Danny Green. They don't expect him to be suiting up for the Thunder. They expect to trade him. Yeah. That's what I've heard. So maybe they continue to parlay that into a three-team trade. I'm not sure. But I I still think you'd have to shed more money as the Lakers, though. You can also play LeBron literally at any five positions. So just figure out what you can, and then LeBron will fill in the rest. Right. uh, (laughs) I I think realistically, now that you have Dennis Schroeder, who will most likely be your starting point guard, you're putting LeBron back to the three. I still keep him at the – well, I guess they could bring him into the starting. I think let the the chips fall how they may. And if you can put Dennis Schroeder at the six-man, he was almost six-man of the year last year. So I I could see just – Yeah, I – I, but I maybe, mean, if you don't start Dennis Schroeder, that means you're starting Caruso. Possibly. At the one. I mean, because you, you, you want a guy who's not going to take a lot of touches away from LeBron and AD. You want to be a distributor, a facilitator. Right, and that's why I think Caruso's the perfect – or not Caruso. Um, Schroeder's, Schroeder's the perfect starting guard beside LeBron. I think because, he's overqualified because he's he's too good of a scorer. Yeah, and so he – His can, assist he, rates are okay. He, he's a great scorer who plays off ball a lot. He played beside Chris Paul. 
Yeah, they did play in the three guard lineup of Shea Gilgis, Dennis Schroeder, and Chris Paul. But yeah. Chris Paul's also amazing assisting, and so, Sha- so is Shea Gilgis. So I'm just yeah. you've got two good assisters to get those right. touches over to Dennis. And, and, and so I think. So what if I you start that, Caruso instead, and then just have Shea come or have um, Schroeder come off the bench? That's my point. I like, think there's going to be a lot of. I think Schroeder will probably start, but they're going to stagger minutes, and there's going to be a lot of lineups with. Uh, there's going to be a lot of lineups with Caruso and LeBron on there, but you are going to want. Uh, so I kind of like so so Caruso a little bit of what the Rockets did with Harden and Westbrook. They started them both, but then they kind of stagger them minutes throughout the game until the end of the game. Right, he's, sure is an okay defender. He's passable. He's he's a pretty long guy. He, he, he's slightly below average. Yeah, like it's it's not what you want, but you've got luckily LeBron and AD. And right. His, his role is never is never going to be defense, especially not to bring back KCP. You're going to put KCP yeah. at the two. LeBron at three and just put KCP on whichever guard you want to shut down. Right. Um, but yeah, so I I can see if they bring back KCP, which honestly he might get a lot of um, money thrown at him. In which case, you got a lot of walk. Uh, but other free agent targets, um, I could see them going after Gallinari and moving AD to the five. But I think Gallinari is going to get a lot of money uh, offers for a lot of money, so it's going to have to be Gallinari saying, "I want a ring." Mm-hmm. Um, I could also see them going after Jeremy Grant. Um, not a great shooter, but you can you could play him at a small ball four. Um, I could see. What's the difference between him and uh, Kyle Kuzma? Um, better defense from from Grant. Okay, yeah, yeah I could see that. Uh, and uh, I could see them going after Harris to play at the two. Um, Tobias um, Harris. Uh, Joe Harris. Sorry, Joe, Joe Harris to play at the two. Uh, Davis Bertans again at the four, but again, probably going to get a lot of money. It's going to have to be him saying, I want a championship. Yeah, and it's going to be their lure. The uh, underrated player that, like, you know, he'll do pretty good on most teams, and I don't think he's going to get a big offer this year is Alec Burks. I think Alec Burks might set, might take a one-year deal with them, get a ring, and, you know, a lot of these players who don't get the deal they want this offseason are going to look and say, Look at the market there was for KCP and Ron- Rondo. <laughs> Look, Rondo effect, baby. Look at that. Right. Dwight Howard has a career again. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, I could see them going after Alec Burks. Those are the. Oh, get some Derrick Rose action up in there. That would be awesome. They also have the 28th pick in the draft, but the that's, shooter, go, that's the going shooter, to. Right, the shooter deal hasn't been finalized, but it's pretty much been said that it's been included because of the Stepien rule. They can't trade it away until draft night, and that's probably why the true deal hasn't been inked is because they're waiting. So they'll pretty just be like, so who would you, who you like would, yeah, here? Right? What kind of drafting? If or, you had this position, what would you yeah. do? And then the Lakers just be like, all right, we're going to keep this player. Right. <laughs> no, but I, that takes care of the Lakers unless you've got any of the final thoughts. Do you have any hot takes? Um, I think the Lakers will be NBA champions again next year. Um, Going back to back. Right. I don't know if that's a hot take, but when you look at the other – Quote contenders, none of them are getting better. It's about Luke one. That take is right. I, it's my right. take. I, I can't. I, I'm not going to say it's that. It's a very plausible take. Right. Very um, plausible. I also think. Maybe that, you want to predict on the games it's in? Nah. Uh, I, I don't think they'll be the one seed if they are truly going to be taking some time off at the beginning of the oh, season because yeah. they just ended. I don't think they'll be the one seed. I think they'll probably try to stay to play for a potential home court advantage if. By that time in the spring, we're done with the pandemic, and we actually have fans in the stands. Then maybe it matters a little bit more. So obviously, you like to, you can let the you can let the Clippers go number one because that's a home game for you, even if you do play them. But I think they'll probably try to at least aim to stay in the top four so that they do have at least one series at home. But other so, than that, I don't expect them to be here, the number one seed. Here is my Lakers hot take: LeBron is talking about take, uh, time management and taking time off. 
my hot take is he's gonna, he won't. He won't. Like I'm not gonna say he's gonna play all. They could do like two games, do a Giannis. Like I could see him twenty six minutes a game. I, I I could see him playing seventy five games. No I problem. think they're doing a well, game, the, uh, isn't the season? Yeah, the season. Yeah, I could see him playing sixty seven games. No Which problem. means Kawhi's playing like what forty? Right, and uh, so. Uh, you know, I think if LeBron doesn't uh, load management, he's going to be top three MVP next year, and Anthony Davis will be top three uh, defensive player year again next year. Um, I, I'm not going to predict if they're going to win because I thought they both should have won this year, but I think there is something to be said about them being on the same team, taken away from each other. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. one one unfortunate benefit that you're going to have to to live with, mm-hmm. or not necessarily benefit, but. Uh, Mark, Next know, team uh, is uh, that other LA team, uh, the Clipper, cl- cl- Clippers. Clippers? If I think that's how you pronounce that, Clippers. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure they're from Bakersfield. <laughs> that is correct, everyone. The Los Angeles Clippers, the younger brother to hometown LA Clippers or LA Lakers. Younger um, stepbrother. Yeah, but 2019-2020 uh, season. They're, they're adopted. 49-23, and 23, uh, second in the West. They got eliminated in the second round to the Nuggets in a 3-4 loss after the Nuggets climbed back for their second straight 3-1 uh, comeback. Uh, that was unbelievable to watch and a complete degradation of the entire team. Like, from top to bottom, it just looked bad. So bad that they went ahead and lost their head coach, Doc Rivers, and said, all right, you're out. We're going to bring in somebody else who can lead this team. Ty Lue. Yes, Mr. Ty Lue. Promoted from within. <laughs> to step over himself. Or step under, I guess. Uh, but Stepped over? Stepped over? Stepped Stepped over? over? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> English 101 here. We've got... Uh, Can't four college, three college grads for you. So. The, the last season, they had an offensive rating of 113.9, which was second in... The, in the NBA defensive rating was fifth overall. They had an eighth-ranked pace and uh, a pretty solid team overall. How do you have those metrics and not make up the conference finals? Like, it just seems like you, you really fumbled the bag, as some of our other right. podcast hosts likes to say. Um, it, it wasn't good. It was a bad showing. And this year really puts the pressure on to the Clippers and everything that they've done to get to this point. Uh, they brought in massive players in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, dealt out their entire future. Um, so really put all their eggs in this proverbial basket here. So, and you got people already calling for them to, to trade, to blow it up. They're like, they're like Paul yeah. George for Russell Westbrook. I'm hearing that. I'm like, didn't you just get that player? Like on the Thunder, literally almost not even. Did you just send your future to the Thunder for that player? Corpse wasn't even dead yet. They're throwing out these. We got to get rid of Paul George. So, so one thing I want on the record because in the future people are going to look back and be like, they gave all this for Paul George. They were not just trading for Paul George. They're trading for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi was only coming with the second star. Well. Yeah. Right. I don't. I don't think it would be smarter than to blow it up after one year. I yeah. No, Espe- especially a year that you know, with the pandemic and having to be in the bubble, it's like you kind of take everything with a grain of salt. Just because it's like this wasn't a normal year. This wasn't a normal series. They're playing every day. It, they're if in one the little bubble the entire time. So you can't. So blow so it up. so so not not blow it up. But I do think there's change. Oh, definitely. If right. if you're the Clippers, you there's a lot of noise much... about not re-signing Harold. 
There's so that brings us to the contracts. They've got 115.5 million, uh, which is 12th in the NBA, uh, 11 guaranteed players right now. So some of the notable free agents are Marcus Morris, who's 31, who was getting 15 mil off that nice New York Knicks deal. Um, we got Montrez Harrell, reigning sixth man of the year, who's 26 and was getting six mil Did a year. Did Harrell win it this year? I thought we mm-hmm. it, Jordan. No, Harrell won it this year. Yeah. And then Pat, Pat, uh, Patrick Patterson, Patterson and uh, Jackson, uh, what's his name? Uh, looks like Bobby Schmerda. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson gets the. Uh, uh, they're both also free agents who are 31 and 30 respectively, and they were only about making about three million dollars combined. So really, not a big big deal about that. No. Uh, Marcus Morris and Montrose Harrell. I'm going to turn back to them real quick. Uh, both. I'll start with Marcus Morris. You can get him with a mid-level exemption, no problem. Probably two or three year, 18 mil, 27 mil, three year, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be fine. I wouldn't pay him more than maybe two years or a year past uh, Kawhi and Paul George's contracts. But he was a solid bench option. Needs a little bit more discipline. Um, needs to know what his role is a little bit better. Just because in the playoffs he was trying to be a bruiser and the action needed him as a scorer. Uh, when he was on the court, he was doing great, but still some of those things on the court took him off the court. So have that conversation, but he was a solid player for them. Uh, Montrez Harrell, however, is an interesting one. He was excellent in the regular season. That's so excellent that he got that six-man of the year. The playoffs were a different his, story. I don't think he ever found his rhythm in the bubble. He showed up late because, what, was his grandmother died or something his like that? His grandma passed. He didn't. He showed up late. Didn't get a lot of acclimation to the bubble until he was thrown into the fire. Well, he, he left. So. He, he showed yeah, up. She uh, passed. He just, left. He and didn't came back. Well. He didn't play well. So it, that one, I would have a discussion with him to see where he's at mentally and try to make sure that he's not, you know, still still reeling from that. But if you have to pay either Marcus or if you have to pay either Montrez Harrell or find a point guard, I think you have to find a point guard. I, I don't think Montrez Harrell is going to be the guy to take you to that next level on on that starting lineup. Unless you move him to be a starter and say, all right, Zubak, you're you're on the bench. But they have, I, I they have Zubak see... for so much. It's, it's, Zubak's a oh, lot cheaper. A, such a great deal. A lot deal. cheaper, though. And if it's like – You can still pull Zubak it, off the yeah, bench. Yeah, I mean if, if the effectiveness of the two is – if the difference isn't that big between Zubak and Harold, then – don't get Harrell, sign another point guard, and you can find a, a fill-in backup center relatively cheap. Yeah. Or get a rookie or something. I don't know. Just It's not – They've got one pick in the in this uh, – well, I guess, okay. So before I get to that, they, this is a very big season for the, for the Clippers team. They have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, who are both on player options, and then you've got Lou Will, Jermichael Green, and Joakim Noah, who are all on their contract year. So – of their 11 guaranteed players, almost half of them are possibly gone next season. So they really have to determine how this season goes, and they got to play full force. Yeah. Um, they have one pick this year, the 57th overall. Um, it It's not going to be looking good after this season. It's going to be pretty much more the same one late second-round pick or possibly one early second-round pick. For the next five to six years, their first first round pick that they have, 
2026. So, going to be long if they don't figure out how to get some more picks back or have some success with who they've got. Um, the, the Clippers need a facilitator point guard. Pat Beverly, sorry, but you're not that, that guy. Um, could you maybe Derrick Rose? Would you, do they trade Beverly or do they? If you can. I mean, he's fine. But they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard as defensive stoppers. I, right. I, I, at, at I mean, certain, they did just give him the big, long contract, right? It was a 40-year contract they just gave him. To Pat Bev? Yeah. Then, yeah, they're probably going to hold on to him. Right. You're, you're not going to three coupon you're, of value. You're, you're, yeah, you're going to have to lose to get rid of him. Um, if the Clippers are to hold together and improve, Steve Ballmer needs to go into the luxury tax. He's got to pay up. And I think he probably did that with Ty Lue. He probably paid that man. I think Steve um, Ballmer's pretty much come out and said he's going to spend what he needs to spend. Yeah. I mean, he brought he bought the old Coliseum. Right. And so that's eventually going to take the, the Clippers to the Lakers' old hometown. So now it's going to be uh, a seriously fun uh, hometown rivalry. Um, but, yeah, no, I think they don't overthink it. Find a second leader. Or, sorry, find a sound leader. Um, maybe Ty Lue is the answer. Maybe not. We'll see. I just I don't see Kawhi Leonard or Paul George being that guy. So my so oh, sorry. Are, are you through the analysis or last bit? Expect a re- revenge tour for LA. Yeah. Um. My question is, if there is an opportunity to trade Paul George for a player who is more of a team leader, because you've got the talent there, and you might even sacrifice a little talent in order to bring in more of a leader type player. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's something they might do? I'm trying to, in my head, come up with the, everyone said Paul George, Russell Westbrook. I know you're a big believer that uh, he uh, he can be the guy. And I don't think that's a bad fit for Westbrook. I'm not sure about the fit for the Lakers. But your number two option, uh, Kawhi Leonard doesn't need the ball in his hands. Right? The, yep. the problem with Westbrook is he can't play beside someone who needs the ball in his hands. He Westbrook needs the ball in his hands. Right? And so uh, maybe they do a deal, deal bringing Westbrook or other other people you can bring in who might be more of a sound leader. If you put – so here's – here's I'll, I'll interrupt you just this once. Mm-hmm. I would say that the second-tier guys who have been around Westbrook have not leveled up to or measured up to the tier of player he may or may not have been used to playing with, such as Kevin Durant. Right. Uh, if he can get to a player like Kevin Durant – I think Kawhi Leonard is one of those players. If he right. can play alongside him, he knows when the guy he's playing with is the better option. I think he'd be more inclined to share the ball with Kawhi Leonard than he is a Paul George. He even gave the ball. I, I wouldn't. Say, I say he played well with Paul George, and they were ready to run it through. But Paul George had the opportunity to play with Kawhi, so that's why it didn't happen. If somehow Russell Westbrook were to go to the Clippers, I think that was my hot take. The Clippers trade Paul George for an asset and a strong point guard. Okay. If that were to happen, I think it would turn out better than a lot of people would, would so, initially so, think. So my analysis of Russell Westbrook and, you know, people get more mature. They learn this might not be true anymore, but watching Russell Westbrook in the league, he's had other stars that he's played beside, and he wants to be the guy that takes the last shot, and he was just announced today to be the least efficient shooter in the league. Right, and so if he can get to a team where he understands that his role isn't to take the shot, but his role is to either if, run I mean, the transition or get out there, 
And so I think it's going to have to be, if he is going to work in LA, it's going to have to be a mindset change where he is not the guy that takes the last shot. Kawhi is the guy who takes the last shot. Like even when he played with, uh, and I understand not being the last guy to take the last shot when he played with Paul George because Paul George Paul is suck at it. one of the least clutch players there is. But uh, even when he played with Durant, there were times where Russell Westbrook was taking the last shot when Durant should have been taking the last shot. And I'm not going to hold that against Westbrook because he was, what, 26 at the end of his run with Durant, 25. He was young. Mm-hmm. Players get older and get, uh, get more mature. There were times with James Harden where Russell Westbrook was forcing up the last shot. And that was last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it was always, to me, a one-two punch. Never James Harden's team or Russell Westbrook's team. It was their team. I know it may have actually, in each other's minds, been different. Right. But as far as the media narrative went, I always saw it as their team. I, and so maybe that, to me, translates to I always saw it as Harden's team. I think a lot of other people saw it Harden's team that Russell Westbrook came in and tried to take over. And same thing with Chris Paul, that it was Harden's team that Chris Paul came in to try to, and try to take over, right? And, you know, Harden's not an easy guy to work with. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying it's a bad fit for Russell Westbrook. I'm saying that if it's going to be a good fit for West, Russell Westbrook, he needs a change in mentality from what I've seen. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how, yeah. uh, how that goes. All right. Final say on the Clippers. Um, I gave you my hot take. I think that they're going to be a fun team to watch this year, no matter who they have on the roster, as long as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are there, uh, or even just Kawhi Leonard. It's still going to be a fun show. I, I got one, I got one other potential Paul George trade, and you are going to have to sweeten the pot to get this player back. Paul George alone won't do it. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid. And granted, you'd still need to bring in a point guard because you still need someone to handle the ball, but. I kind of like Joel Embiid on that team. Of all the people to to just – we had this discussion earlier about putting Joel Embiid on the Houston Rockets. If none of you could wrap your heads around that pop, that amazing trade, but you're like, no, Ben Simmons has to be the one to go. It's good. You trade Ben Simmons. But for Paul George to go to the 76ers who are so wing-heavy, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. Uh, to bring Joel Embiid off would be fine, but the, put Paul George on the 76ers? The uh, 76ers are not wing-heavy. If you're going to call Ben Simmons a wing, which I think he's either a guard or a big. Tobias Harris, Josh to, Richardson. Tobias Harris, Josh, Josh Richardson's a guard. Tobias Harris is pretty much their they one. They play to, uh, Josh Richardson as three sometimes. He, Tobias Harris is pretty much their one serviceable wing. I just don't see it. That was That is a... That is almost as bad as Paul George to the Hawks. I don't like it. Really? I, I, I think that works for both teams, especially because you're going to have to throw in a second thing to uh, sweeten the deal. What if it's a sign-in trade with Montrezl Harrell? All right, we could talk for 25 minutes about Paul George's trades to this team, that team, and that team, but we got to get okay. we got to move on. <laughs> Denver Nuggets. Who's I got them? The Denver Nuggets. Um, so I said for their mission uh, – I think that they should run it back and build some defense. Um, and m- the only way I see them making a splash is if they go for Beal. If it's not Beal, don't do it. Mm. Right? Drew Holiday. Yeah. Drew Holiday, I think, also fits. But they said today that Drew Holiday, they won't trade him to the West. They're mm. only looking for East companions. Their primary concern is to, tra- is to trade him to the East. You did, I did see yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, you know. I'm not, if you can get Drew Holiday on a fair trade deal, sure, but to keep him in the West, they're going to want more, and don't do that. 
So uh, if you aren't getting a Bradley Beal trade, keep it together, run it back. That team overperformed. That team's looking good. Jamal Murray in the bubble played like the star they're paying him to be. They played him so many minutes, though. So many minutes. You right? can't play him that entire season like that. Right? You don't have to. They've got a lot of guard play. Guards, guards on that right. team. They don't have to. And honestly, the so they have all the offense, and Bradley Beal uh, would be a good fit, and I think it would be fun just to make the best offensive team possible. Um, what about Danny Green? Maybe. Be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah or but... if you're not going to make a splash with Beal, smaller smaller role-playing players, build some defense. It's your defense is your problem, and part of it is because the two players that you need on the court, Jamal Murray and Nikolai Jokic, are both well below positional average for defense. Yeah, they're doing the whole James Harden, I'm a good scorer, or Russell Westbrook, I'm a good scorer, don't need to play D thing right now. It's a young thing. That's I mean, it worked for them. They made conference finals. They did just fine. Yeah. But they... uh Beat two, three, one leads. Yeah. Look at the Blazers, though. That's what happens when you put up too yeah. much offense and not enough defense. So I hope they don't have the same writing on the wall. You got to you got to figure out your stoppage. Offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. I, I so. think their two stars are still both before their peaks. Completely agree. And so I think they, while you have these two stars on the build and you have the system around them that works, like I. I do think Beal's a good fit, and that's why I think go for it if you can get that deal. But beyond that, just keep going with what you're going. It's going great, and they're building the right way. They're keeping a lot of picks. They're drafting. They're taking some risks when they can. Honestly, bowl bowl. I mean, that's fun to be a mid market team and to be the three or four uh, seed in the West. They've been a pretty good team ever since they lost Mello. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had a couple dark years there. Yeah. Right, right yeah. after Mello, but that, that's good. They had a little steep, steep decline. Yeah. But they've been a good team for at least the last half decade. They've been able to draft well. Yeah. Yeah. So keep keep it going. Uh, develop your young talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year they're losing Millsap, Plumley, Torrey Craig, Noah Vonley, Troy Daniels, and PJ Doser. I say re-sign Plumley. There's a lot of bigs in this. <laughs> and so Plumlee there's a lot of so bigs in this trade. Plumlee's pretty good on D. He was the main reason why they lost those two games in the one game in the bubble and then another one in the finals to uh, or not the finals the series against the Lakers. That that AD shot, Mason Plumlee blew the fuck out of his coverage. Are you, are you saying he's a bad defender because Anthony Davis beat him and Kyle Kuzma? <laughs> Uh, he's he's a liability on the perimeter. He's a good rim, uh, he's a good rim protector. I think it, uh, that's a more of a system fit thing. Than Again, but this is your backup point, backup oh. center. That's this fair. isn't that's this is you don't need this guy to come in and be right. like the best defensive right. player on the court. You're you this guy is in for five minutes spurts at a time, maybe three four times a game to give Jokic a break. Uh, he, if he, that, he also has one of the best rebounding rates in the league. He's a fantastic rebounder. Um, he can pass the ball around a little bit. I'll I'll retract my eh on him. Right. I, do, listen, do you, you're paying him, him to you, rebound the ball. Do you, do you, do you give him a big ass contract? No, yeah. If you can bring him back for eight to twelve a year, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely do that. Um, definitely bring back Tory Craig. He's a defending wing. You don't have a lot of defense on the wing. Tory Craig's important to your uh important to what you're doing. Is that his name? Yep. Tory Craig, really? Tory Craig. Okay. Um and. I'll only bring back Millsap if he's cheap. They got Millsap on this big deal, like which you know they got him through trade, but it made sense. Uh, they got him when the Hawks were still the number one seed in the East. Right. Uh, I, Millsap's obviously going to take less money this next year, but a couple teams might throw him the bag to, uh, to make just a little bit less than what he's currently making. I would like to bring back Millsap on a 
maximum $14 million a year deal, which he's making more like 25 right now. Yeah. Right? And so if you can bring him back for that, absolutely. absolutely. But he's also in the waning years of his career and he doesn't fit the timeline. Um, there's some pretty good power forwards in this upcoming draft. Um, a lot of them are, the problem is a lot of them are very offensive centric and you need someone to come in on defense because you're pretty strong on offense. You mean like a three and D wing? Uh, yeah. And so the main option, the main is Jay Crowder. Um, but Jay Crowder, uh, it sounds like the Heat are going to try to re-sign him, but you might be able to outbid the Heat because you're going to have all this Paul Millsap money for you. And even if you put him on a short deal and let Jay Crowder run with you. Oh, they're getting a bunch of money back. That's nice. They're just under the cap, though. Cap's at like 109 or mm-hmm. 107 mil. But yeah, but when you're a team like this and you just made the conference finals, spend into the luxury that's, that's only nine players right there. They still right. got to still, still gotta fill out maybe six more dudes. So. Right. And there's always things you could – they've got exemptions. There's always things you can do to uh, overspend there. <laughs> So I have Tristan Thompson, Jay Crowder, and Harry Giles as their free agent targets. Um, okay. Tristan Thompson and Harry Giles, particularly if you let Plumley walk, which I would take Giles or Thompson over Plumley, but I think Plumley's going to be cheaper, and I think you take the cheapest of those three options. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have them targeting. Uh, I they need a they need they have the twenty second pick in the draft. They don't have their own pick. This is the Rockets pick. Um. I think that in this you're targeting um, the backup powerful uh, backup power forward or center. There's there's a lot of those uh, here. I don't have a good feel for which of the power forwards are going to be there at 22. It's pretty hard to uh, estimate, but I say you just take the biggest sort of smaller smaller big or bigger wing on the board who can play power forward. Um, and yeah, Jay Crowder I think is really the big uh, target, and trade for Beal is the big the big thing to take away from here. Uh, regardless, the Nuggets are in a fine spot. Yeah, they're doing okay. They've been consistent the past three years now. Um, and with young players like Jokic and Jamal Murray, you've also got a new guy uh, in Michael Porter Jr. He's a good third scoring option. Figuring out the the guys around them. And if you can build on that, you've got a dynasty in your hands. Mm-hmm. So uh, good, for the, good for the Nuggets. Next uh, up is the Rockets. Yes. Damn, Nathan, could you pick a bat, a good West team or what? I'm good, man. <laughs> Mine are going to fly through. We're, we're fine, <laughs> which is probably good. <laughs> so I got Houston Rockets, uh, fourth in the West uh, in their 2019-2020 escapade, uh, 44-28. Lost to the Los Angeles Lakers in the second round uh, in a 1-4. to four. Didn't put up a right. good showing. Was tough to watch. Uh, the entire year was very much up in the air in terms of what they were going to do to improve, separate themselves. Uh, started out the year with uh, Clint Capella and then midway through got rid of him before the trade deadline. Really committed to small ball, bringing in Russell Westbrook, uh, James Harden, uh, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and Robert Covington as your starting five, and then really running that rotation to, into the ground, uh, along with Daniel House and Austin Rivers sometimes, in a six-seven guy rotation. Very, very fun to watch at times, but very different and annoying to watch at times. Just that watching th- people. That, that Thunder series was a lot of fun. Exactly. When you get into the playoffs, I think that's really where it shows. They're one of the most boring teams to watch in the regular season, um, but. You see, everyone says that. I actually genuinely enjoy watching James Harden because I like watching the frustration of other teams. <laughs> that that is not very being able to not battle. 
Yeah, that was a <laughs> that was one to watch. Just like, like I, how can he do this? How can you give that to him? He reached. I I get actually when he's actually shooting free throws, that's boring. But watching him get to the line, I find it. Oh yeah, it's a, it, it's an art form, really. Right. right. Not many. He is, if everybody could do it, they would. He is the best at it, far yeah. away. No one close. Um, they had the sixth offensive rating, fourteenth defensive rating, and the third pace overall. I can't believe their defensive rating was that high. Um, they got a lot of steals and blocks. Yeah. Actually. It's a lot of Robert Covington. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when they got to, uh, the end of the season, they really stepped up their defense is like, Oh, PJ Tucker, you've got to lock down that center. And they're like, oh, God, uh, that man is now mad because there's a lot of, a lot of drama going on in the off season here. We'll get to that. But the contracts, uh, 130 million, six overall, uh, which is, Mind you, $100,000 more than they paid last season and six fewer people on the roster. Keep that in mind. Um, so they have 10 guaranteed contracts. Uh, and the people that they're losing are Ty Chandler, 38 mil. Or, sorry, he's 38 with 2.5 mil. And Jeff Green, who's 34 at 700,000. Um, they're. I mean, Jeff Green, very consistent. That's his career numbers, uh, points, rebounds, assists, shooting splits, almost down to the percentage. He has just been completely consistent with what he performs at. Uh, if you can re-sign him at the minimum, eh, why not? You really don't have much other options because you have no draft picks. None. Zero. How many? Zilch. Nada. None. Out. One, you said? No, no. Minus that. Okay. Minus one. They have a negative draft pick? No, they have minus one minus one. Two? Zero. Okay. Not good. Uh, and it's going to be like that for a little while. They're not going to have top-tier pick for a couple of years. Um, Who knows? Two years from now when they actually have their own draft pick, they might have the top pick. So my idea and my whole intent when I wrote this was that they – a very upbeat, positive outlook – and I had some great ideas. They were going to run it back. They were going to put everything, every best foot forward, maybe draft a center, something like that. Just go real careless, carefree season. That's probably, not going to happen. draft a center. Pick. Uh, sorry. Um, trade trade for a center. So okay. I don't know. Sign a center. <laughs> Just go on the street. Be like, hey, buddy, you're tall. Can you come play for us? Shit, it's honestly, not like it's not like you traded one away to Atlanta for and got fucking nothing back. Honestly, oh in, wait, you did do that in in Houston. Tall's not that tall. If you're six eight, you become the second tallest person on the team. <laughs> so, not not looking great. And they also had their coach and GM Clearhouse after um, ceremoniously losing to the Lakers. Big big boy lineup. Um, so that's tough. They did have a hire a new head coach, uh, the assistant coach for the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty solid signing. Um, they did interview this guy six years ago, or sorry, four years ago when D'Antoni was interviewed. Uh, and he lost out to him, which understandable, but this guy has been, you know, itching for a shot at the head coaching gig and, you know, he's got one. So that's, it'll be fun to see. Um, haven't heard who their new GM is going to be yet. And I feel like you'd want to choose that before you draft, but what the fuck do I know? That I mean, they don't need to worry about that. They, 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 got, they got two days. They're, I mean, they're not going to be drafting anyway, so what does yeah, it matter? Yeah, that's true. Um, 
basically, they're going to have to dig, do what the Miami Heat did. They're going to have to find some undrafted guys. They're going to have to try to sign people with whatever money that they have. Um, the guy who is running the show, who the owner of the team, has to, if he wants to be successful or continue his success without the GM and coach that he had, they've got to spend money. If they don't, then it's going to be riding out the bottom for a while uh, until you can draft somebody solid like you, like the Thunder did. Um, basically, just try to find some 3 and D guys, serviceable big. Um, I don't th- think they're going to commit to a small ball again, especially with the thoughts about Russell Westbrook being gone, James Harden possibly being gone. If those guys are gone, expect a full-on rebuild. Like, right. This is going to be some... But also, if those guys are gone, I mean, particularly Harden, if you trade away Harden, you're getting back the barn. I mean, what if you trade Harden but not Russ? You keep yeah. Russ around. Yeah, you, you could. It's possible. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm sure they're chop, chopping the ideas, figuring it out. Honestly, there's not enough around for, depending on what you get for Harden, there's not enough around to fully utilize Russ. Russ is a player that needs... Not play. He's the playmaker, but needs finishers around him, and I'm not sure this is the team that's it. And so, if you bring back a bunch with uh, Harden, that's fine. But also, at a certain point, Russ isn't getting younger, and his contract's ridiculous. So, if you can get off Russ and start a rebuild from scratch rather than rebuilding around what 32 year old Russell Westbrook, yeah, it could be the way to go. Try to get as much out of those players as you can, because right. this is the max peak they're ever going to be at right now. Mm. Um. Hot takes, I was going to say play it out, bring in a free agent in the offseason, uh, lock down D or a center, and try to maybe, I don't know, do the best you can. I did put a, a contingent hot take just in case that wasn't going to work out, depending on the coach or GM, Russ to the Knicks for picks and players. So, okay. And well, that was I wrote this a little while ago, so that was before all that. The, the deal I've heard thrown around is a deal for Harden to the Nets, and you'd be getting back, uh, just to make the money work, it has to be Allen, Lover, and Dinwiddie. Yeah. And then uh, you might get some draft compensation on top of that. Um, The one that I saw for the Nets to work was... Moment. Well, it, while he's looking that up, I kind of like that um, if you can get off hard and bring those three players in, Dinwiddie's not very young, but LeBert and Allen both are. You're basically... They're pretty much taking the Nets of two years ago and moving them to Houston. Yeah, and look at where the Nets are now. Um, you're going to have a harder time bringing in free agents, but if you can get back some draft compensation and build that way. So I heard that it was going to be that the Nets would receive Harden and the Rockets would get LeBert, Dinwiddie, Tayshon, or Tarian Prince, and Jared Allen. Yeah. And then there's also another alteration for um, Jared Allen to be taken off that list, and then there'd be uh, some kind of draft compensation as well. I I think it's more. I I think I know the money works with just those three: Allen, Wilbert, Dinwiddie. If they want to throw in Tyree and Prince to get off a bad contract, I think that probably the money works because it's 125 plus 100k, mm-hmm. or 125 percent plus 100k. I think you they might do that to get off bad contract, and if that's the case, you're going to get even more draft compensation because no one wants Tarian Prince. He's too old, and makes too much. Like yeah. especially if you're rebuilding. If you're, I'm the Rockets, I say sure, I'll take Tarian and ride him out. Give me another first rounder. If you you know you're going all in, you already have Kyrie, Katie, you're putting in Harden. 
you can't just, you can't waste money on Tari. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. Right. And you really don't even need to worry about those picks because they ain't going to do much. Right? So, right. And so if you can get those picks in. Why not? But that's what uh, we got for the Rockets. So moving on to the Thunder. OKC Thunder. Oh, look at that. I've got the Thunder too. Woo-hoo. Um, 2019-2020 record, 44-28. and 28. They Same record as the Jazz. Jazz. And the Rockets. And the Rockets. They were fifth in the West. Uh, eliminated in the first round also by the Los Angeles or I'm sorry by no. they coincidentally by the Houston Rockets no they lost to the Nuggets no the Thunder lost to the Rockets first round seven years oh that's right my, oh, I thought you were talking about the Jazz three four um, they had a offensive rating of 16th overall defensive rating 7th overall and a 22nd overall in pace um, the contracts for the 2021 season 107 mil 12 guaranteed, that's 18th overall for anyone who's curious. Um, that is, however, not including the new additions and subtractions of the year. So this whole mock-up I did was going to be if they were intending to keep and run it back, which is going to be not what they're doing. Uh, as we've heard today, the Chris Paul to Phoenix Suns trade is all but completed. Uh, so Phoenix will receive Chris Paul. As is the Dennis Schroeder deal, pretty much. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so they are going full-on rebuild on this one. Uh, the free agents, Danilo Danil Gallinari, Andre Roberson, and Nerlens Noel, making a little bit less noise compared to trading out uh, Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder for uh, Danny Green, who is likely to be traded. Um a pick, the 29th or 28th pick this year, and first round. And then to receive Kelly Oubre, uh, Ricky Rubio, and who are the other two guys? Jalen LeCue and Ty Jerome. They're also sending out Abdul Nader. And Abdul Nader. Wow. No, no, they, like, they, are, they had Abdul Nader. Thunder are losing Abdul Nader. Oh, okay, okay. And they're getting back Ty Jerome, Jalen LeCue, uh, it's, Ricky Rubio, and Kelly Oubre. It's a full... Rebuild move. Yeah. They're getting rid of anything, any contracts. That anything are, that's not nailed down. Yeah. Any any old and old players and big contracts are getting rid of. They have all these draft picks coming in. Steven so. Adams is sweating bullets right I was, now. That's, that was my next question is, is Steven Adams safe? He's young. 27. He's the same age as Ben Schroeder. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so. It, he's also making a lot of money and there's a lot of bigs in this free agency class. You yeah, might not get what you want for him. It's going to be interesting. I don't think there's a big market for him, like he said. So he might be around for another year or two until his contract is up. But, um, yeah, the future picks, they had. They got a lot. It, just, it, just a lot. I just. Oh, man, it's... 16 first-round picks in the next six years. That was one of my worth mentionings. But they have 16 first-round picks in the next six years, <laughs> including the draft in two days. So yeah. they got a lot. So just in this year's draft, they don't have a lot, a lot yet. Um, they've got the 25th and the 28th. The uh, 28th is the Lakers um, oh, for when the shooter deal right. goes through, or how it goes through, I should say. Um but it's going to be an interesting thing for them. I don't know what they're hoping to get being that late in the first round. It's going to be what people don't. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff. This is one of those drafts where everyone's got a different top five, uh, but similar top three. 
And the rest after that just gets really, really weird. muddy. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people figuring out what, who's drafted until the night of. In regards to OKC, I think they're going to have to, you know, figure for, it out this year. For, Next three seasons, however, they're going to have some prime seating. You know, and I think that's also why they're trying to do bad because yeah. they're they're basically trading away all their yeah. assets to be bad, to get good picks. To use those yeah. picks effectively. For OKC, I think what you're doing is for the majority of your draft picks, best player available. Maybe towards the end, you start figuring out who you've got already and then drafting for position-wise. But these first couple drafts, I think you're t- taking best player available, maybe outside of like shooting slash point guard because you have SGA. And you're just trying to put pieces around. I mean, not every draft pick's going to hit, but you got to maximize as many as you can. I think that's why they're just going to go with best player available for quite, for a couple of years because who knows, you know, if you take best player available for the next three years, you've got SGA, let's say you get a good three, and then you get a, you know, a future all-star center, and then you get, you know, you never know. It's, so. it, if you're anything like the Celtics, the more picks you have, you can do with yeah. whatever you want. Trade them, yep. keep them, whatever. But eventually, you got to do something with them. Yep. So, um, my hot take was that OKC needs to, needs to run it back. That didn't happen. Whoops. Uh, is, that the, is that the earliest debunked hot take in just the tip-off history? Uh, something like that. That was debunked by about negative four hours. <laughs> so, you know, there's that one. But, uh, Good luck to you, Chris. I appreciate your services. You uh, think they made it easy service. to watch uh, Thunder games this year. I think I think there's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. You never know. So, yeah. so they're not bringing back any of their free agents either. I assume Gallo's walking. Gallo's not coming back. Uh, I mean, sure, they – no, not Gallo. Again, they're, 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 they're shedding cool. contracts. So. Right. Utah Jazz. By the Jazz. Jazz. Oh, oh you seriously didn't have a single top six pick? I, I had quite a few in the East, though. That's fair. That's fair. No, uh, I I did not. So. I've got the like the entire bottom <laughs> half of the Western Conference. We're gonna we're gonna, we're going like right now we're gonna like a ten minute team pace. Where I'm gonna bust through three in about five minutes. <laughs> it's gonna be great. So uh, I have the Jazz for their mission. I said pick a direction for the future, and about two years you're gonna have to make a choice where you can't keep both Mitchell and Gobert and the supporting staff. Yep. Right. Um. So who, who are you keeping, Mitchell or Gobert? Mitchell. Mitchell. They've I'm already Mitchell. said they're extending Mitchell. All right. Um, the thing, go. I I used to say Gobert because the things Mitchell brought uh, bring are more easily replaceable than the things Gobert brings as far as just that level of defense and switchability on a five. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about how he's a liability on the perimeter, but he is above positional average for a uh, center, and he is in my mind the best uh, paint defender in the league, period. At a full stop. Very good, but I would still Early. take AD or Giannis Melton. In the paint? In the paint. Okay, I, I disagree. Because yeah. I think that AD can guard guards and centers, whereas... I, 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 think, I think in the paint it's all the same. I, I think Russell Westbrook took Rudy Gobert to school last year. I think Russell Westbrook took Rudy Gobert, reigning two-time MVP or uh, Defensive Player of the Year, to school last year. Played him off the court. Yeah, by stretching by stre- uh, stretching out the floor, and making him get out of the paint. And do you know who wouldn't do- let that happen? Because AD, because he's a better perimeter defender. I'm saying in the paint. 
period. Okay, well, if we're just going to say you can't go anywhere on the floor and shoot, then... Well, perimeter defense and uh, paint defense are two different things. But you want a player who can play multiple... Right. Do I think they're better defenders? Yes. Who who is... If someone's coming at the hoop, stopping them in the paint, Rudy Gobert is the best. Right? He's fine. Yeah. He's fine? Yeah. Okay. This is where you and I very much disagree. But uh, but regardless, I, they've already said they're going to extend Mitchell, which means they're either going to let Gobert walk or they're going to be a team that has Gobert and Mitchell and nothing else. Um, which, so uh, maybe trade Gobert. Uh, Warriors, Rockets, and Blazers are all options that I thought about, but this was before the Warriors blew up. Or not the Warriors, the Rockets blew up. And so I think really Portland and the Warriors are the two best fits, and especially if the Warriors are going to take Wiseman at two. How are the Warriors going to fit in that contract? Fit in Gobert? Yeah, uh, they're going to get rid of Wiggins, Green. They don't have the cap. They don't have the cash with the luxury tax to sign Gobert. They'll, they'll, get rid, they'll get rid of Wiggins and throw in some draft compensation to make it work. Um, I mean, you just exempt players that you trade for now. You do whatever. Someone clearly didn't Google the trade exemption uh, thing because they don't know how it works. But uh, how do you know how it works? <laughs> um, so they're losing Conley. They aren't technically, but he is an early termination clause this oh year, God, and they're going to pay him oh thirty-one million. Warriors, there's no way the Warriors are doing anything this um, year. Uh, they are also losing Clarkson, Moutier. And Morgan, um, I say let them all walk except for Clarkson. I'm about to say, I do. Um, but Clarkson's going to get a big contract this yeah. year. Yeah, I don't think they give him a big contract. I think they want someone else to. It's um, going to be interesting. They definitely can because they're about to lose all the uh, Conley money. Uh, no, Mike Conley opted into his contract. Nope, Mike Conley has an early termination clause. The team can opt him out. Oh. Um, so he can opt in, but they still opt him out? Yeah. What the fuck's the point of that? Uh, so if Conley was doing really, really, really well at this point, and the team said, we'll have you back, Conley had the option to say, no, you won't. He had it. Yeah, that's what a player option is. He also has an early termination clause. Well, why would you have both of those? Because you can get paid more. They will give you more money if you add an early termination clause because you become a lower-risk investment. You remember when we made a big deal about Mike Conley's 153? 153. Because the Grizzlies were willing to sign that because they knew they could they get out early the last year. Dude, why even have a player option? Like, that's no fucking... Well, because if the shoe's on the other foot, and let's say he's now a top five guard in the league, instead of being paid... Way to believe in yourself, man. Way right. to believe in yourself. And instead of being paid... Thirty-one million. He could have said, "No, I'm gonna take. I'm not gonna take my player option." And then they'd have to supermax him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Mike. Okay. Um, if he was still in the Grizzlies, yeah, maybe. Uh, they have the twenty-third pick. Go for a big, especially if you're gonna uh, let Gobert leave. Um, free agent targets: uh, Aaron Baines, Kelly Olynyk, Mason Plumley are all the bigs I want them to go after. They're all pretty discount bigs, but could definitely be your second option. Um, and all of them stretch the floor decently well. Mason Plumley doesn't, but Kelly Olenek and Aaron Baines do. Uh, Fred Van Vliet is another interesting target, especially when you're letting Conley you Pay walk. him. Pay him money, money. Yeah, but he's probably only going to make 20-22, and compared to Conley, that's way more palatable. Uh, his max, I think, is 28, and the Knicks would throw that bag at him. I think there's a non-zero chance that he says fuck playing for the Knicks and takes a $22 million contract. He's, Even 24 So he's come out and said that it's time to get paid. 
24 is much more pay than what he's making right now. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But if Toronto's going to offer him 20 mil, I don't what's think Tor- 4 I mil? Don't, I don't think Toronto's going to offer him 20 mil. I think they're going to cap out around 16-18. We talked about this before. We said they could theoretically act, offer him 20 mil and still be okay yeah. to try to go for the honest sweepstakes. Right. But the, uh, but in that in that reality, to go for the honest sweepstakes, they're giving up Lowry. Whereas if they give him... They're money. expecting Lowry... To potentially, he's going to have to accept less money. He's right. going to, his contract will be up. Right. And so it won't be paying Lowry. It'll right. be paying Giannis. Or, and Lowry will have to either be on it or not. Or you pay Freddie a front-loaded deal of an average of 14, 16, and you could potentially keep getting three. Possible. Uh, I mean, Giannis is going to Miami. It doesn't matter. But, um, so, is and, he, though? And then is I, he, though? And then I also think a good target for them would be Joe, uh, Joe Harris. And at that point, you move Mitchell to the one because Mitchell's already super undersized too. And when he played the one, it worked really well. Okay. Um, uh, ultimately, you're in a weird influx where you're not rebuilding. You're going to try to stay relevant, but you're sort of... Got to make some moves. You're, you're positioning for the next big move. And if you can't move off Gobert this year, you are waiting to make a big splash when he goes into that big-ass free agency uh, pool in year, not this year, but the following year. So, so after this year is the year of the Giannis sweepstakes, right? The Giannis and every fucking buddy else. Everybody else. So is he's the year after that. No. No? He's this the, he's... is Gobert's last contract year. Okay. And okay. they can super max him, but they've already said they're extending Mitchell. Yeah. So. Ooh, boy. That'd be tough. Yeah, or who knows? Maybe Gobert takes a big but not huge contract to stay in Utah. I doubt it, but maybe he does. Yeah. I mean, he, he's probably not everybody's favorite, you know, being Mr. Quarantine and mm-hmm. just him and Donovan maybe not on the best of terms. Who knows? But yeah. I have heard that that was very – like, Donovan was obviously mad that he gave him Corona, but that was very much blown out of proportion, and by the time the bubble came around, they were fine. All right. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying the media blew something out of proportion? I know. It's never happened before, but nope. there's a first time for everything. There is. There is. <laughs> but yeah, like me talking about the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, eventually. We'll get there. Is this you next? It is. The Dallas Mavericks. Yeah! Right. Yeah. 44 and 32, 7th in the West, everybody. right? I'm, I'm still here. Uh, cap going in for next year, 110 mil. Um, they got off, they're getting off Courtney Lee's 12 million dollar contract, and JJ Barea's like two dollars. Um, so got a little room there. They've got a first round pick, 18th, and a second round pick, 31st. They have a mid level exception. Uh, Porzingis has already they said he's going to miss the first the part of this next upcoming season, still rehabbing a knee injury. Um, shocker, Chris Tepps Porzingis is rehabbing a leg injury. Um, to be He's honest, this, so much money. this team, I think they're just going to run it back this year. Maybe they'll sign some one-year deals just to fill out the roster. Um, they like, lose Willie Cauley-Stein's contract after this year, too, because they're still paying him for a year. Um, and then Luca's extension eligible pretty soon. Um, his last guaranteed um, is in 2021, 22. Um, Luka Doncic has a team option next year. I wonder yeah. if they'll let him, if they'll resign him. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. So I think this team's going to run it back. Maybe get some fill-in spots just to fill out the roster. But I think they're looking to 2021 to add a third player. Hardaway is nice, 
and you lose his 18 million. He's, he's got 18 million. He can he's opt in. Op- he's opted. He's opted in. I would assume because so 18 million. Probably. I don't think he's going to get 18. Well, Willie Gleis Stein's actually on the um, the yeah. Warriors. Willie Gleis Stein. Yeah. No. Isn't he's he? on. The he got traded. No. I don't know. And he's opted into his contract. I was surprised because that's why the highest contract. He's but see, obviously Hardaway opted in. He's not a bad third option for right now, but obviously if you want to be competitive, you're going to need a, something a little more. So he's gone in 2021, and that's when they're looking. That's when the big free agent class is, particularly, particularly Giannis. Um, so that 18 million is going to go quite a bit of ways to potentially signing him or anybody else. So I think this year they're just going to run it back. You know, hopefully you develop some more chemistry between Luca and Porzingis. Maybe Luca takes another step. Maybe Chris Stapps can play a full season. Uh, you're getting Dwight Powell back from. Um, the Achilles injury, you're paying him $10 million. That's honestly not that bad for what he what he gives you as long mm-hmm. as he can come back from that healthy. If he can't, then you might try to move off him. He's getting paid um, about $30 million, $32 million yeah. in the next three years. So. I would say, uh, you know, they signed Trey Burke for $300,000, and boy, did he look great oh. in the bubble. Not sure. And they, they could sign him again. For this year, um, not sure if he is he or Jalen Brunson is really what you want at that spot. So maybe that 18th pick, maybe you take a flyer. Maybe someone like Malachi Flynn is still on the board, someone down there. I don't know. Just I think obviously Luca handles the ball a lot, but I think you need someone to do it when he's not there. And maybe Trey Burke and Jay and Jalen Brunson are that option, but I don't know. So maybe they take a flyer on that. Could also see them maybe taking a late center too. Um, just be just in case Dwight Powell is not. But they have Boban. Okay. So pretty much Boban's what I'm saying 32. is they're gonna run it back. Um, Holy shit, he's old. I would expect them to make the playoffs again because I think Luca might be able to win them enough games. Not sure about when Porzingis is gonna come back, and obviously the Western Conference is getting better. So that's kind of my take on them. I would expect them to probably be about the same thing. The seventh eighth seed, I think we can drop the Thunder out of the playoffs, but I think at this point you're looking at the Suns to probably make the playoffs, and you know what the Pelicans are doing as well. So I think they're going to be battling for the seventh, uh, eighth, maybe maybe sixth spot in the playoffs this year. Yeah. It's a yep. Good seed for them. Rockets and Thunder both are saying nah. Thunder uh, – Rockets are still – Thunder, I'm saying nah. Rockets – we don't know what's happening yet. If they run it back, they're Correct. in the playoffs. If they do anything else... If any of the reports are true, then they're saying nah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Blazers. The Blazers. The Blazers. 2019-2020 record of 35-39. and 39. We're able to get to eighth in the West. What a playing tournament that was. That was fun. They're going to be doing that again next year, which is cool. What, um, them is in the NBA or them NBA. is in the Blazers? Uh, Blazers, hopefully, with some of the teams moving out of the uh, They're going to be healthier. They're going to be healthier. I they think didn't have Nurkic or Collins for practically the entire season. Worst case, they're the and same they, spot And, that they and they're getting Hood back. Yeah. They're, I, I, I do not see a future with them not at least where they're at or ahead. Uh, if Hopefully, injuries stay away from them. They've had enough of them. But uh, unfortunately, they were eliminated in the Western Conference Finals, or sorry, Western Conference first round by the Lakers, losing one to four. Still, still kind of a little bit on that injury train, not having all their full strength. Still entertaining as hell to watch. But it's been a very same song and show 
for them for the past couple of years. They did make it to the Western Conference Finals last year only to get swept by the Golden State Warriors, showing that they really don't – I don't think they deserve to be there, but what what, what can you say? Uh, they had the third-rated offense, 28th-rated defense, and the 13th pace uh, in last season. This season uh, for the 2021 – They've got 109 mil, 900,000, which is 15th overall and right at the cap. So they are having free agents of Hassan Whiteside, who's 31, who was making $27.1 million last year. Um, if that deal made no sense to me when I brought him in. If you can sign him for sub 10 mil a year, mid-level exemption, do it. Think, I don't think they will, though. I think someone else will get to him. I the Kings are still on the board, so uh, yeah. If you can sign him at a reasonable contract, fuck it, why not? He's not bringing that much to the table. Carmelo Anthony, thirty-six years old, making two point one mil a year. He's gonna go wherever the narrative's best for him. So, I thought he played very well. He when did. He came in. He did. I, I think he stays. I would certainly deserving of resigning. If he is, you say he is a free agent. He is a free agent. He certainly deserves deserves a resigning. In his element in Portland, being able to shoot his mid-range game. Somewhat okay defense. Um, uh, it, it, he could also go back to the Knicks and do that. Hassan Whiteside had an 8.4% uh, block percentage this year. That is good. higher than Rudy Gobert, Giannis, uh, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. He's about one of the best blocking bigs in the league. Right. He's a very much a very <laughs> true rim protector. Yes. Um, I had a hot take that you keep Carmelo Anthony. He's a good scoring off the bench or starter when you have injuries. So uh, try to get him for what you can, but don't be surprised. Don't don't stress over it if he's not there. I was also listening to a podcast where they brought in someone who is a Portland media personality, and they raised a good point, which is uh, Carmelo Anthony is a great basketball ambassador. So Carmelo Anthony – speaks very highly of his uh, experience in Portland and talks about how much he loved playing for Portland and how much it was, how much fun it was playing with Dame. Other free agents are going to listen. Yeah. And so keep them there and keep them happy because at $5 million a year to have someone advertising the free agents on a small market team, that's perfect. You forget about them being a small market team because they've been in the playoffs for year after year since like 2016. So right. Dame Lillard came into the league and made it 15. <laughs> They have been able to be a solid playoff. They've also heartbroken a lot. Of, they heartbroke the Rockets. They heartbroke the Thunder. Like they they've are, had their share of heartbreak as well. Um, they lost to the Warriors, of course. They lost to the Pelicans that one year. Um, they've they've gone through some shit. They lost to the Lakers this past year unceremoniously, but they feel like the Nuggets, but with less depth. And I think that's just some of the players that they drafted haven't turned out as well, or maybe they haven't put them in the fire as soon as they should have. Who knows? This season they've got two picks in the first round, or in the uh, one in the first, one in the second, the 16th overall, and the 46th overall. Um, realistically, they're going to want to try to maybe improve or upgrade their wing or their front court. Uh, it seems like that they've got their solid one-two punch in Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. They're Use of Nurkic is also not bad. If you can find maybe a stretch four or a solid three and D wing, that'd be ideal. Um, they've got a good core. I've got that written down. Uh, some promising young youth in Collins, uh, Simmons, Little, and Trent. 
Uh, build up the bench as much as you can. Use those vets as long as they're serviceable. Mellow and Ariza. Educate the youth. Be a good ambassador, like Sam said. Hot take the Blazers to the Western Conference Finals if they stay healthy. Good culture, chemistry, and talent. All that's left is timing. I don't think they're going to shot in hell with how deep the West is. I think they could make a second round. I don't know, man. They've got a solid, solid offense. All they need is to figure out how to defend really anything. They had the 28th-ranked defense because they were so injured last year. Right. When they finally got Yusuf Nurkic back, the first game against the Lakers, he looked amazing, and then he was tired. Yeah. And then they also started to get some more injuries pile up. Dame Dollar went out in the, like, the third game, uh, and that was just it. Nail in the coffin. Right. So, but, it, you know, they're going to have to be, uh, to get to the finals, they're going to have to be either the one or the two seed, right? Which will likely be the Lakers and possibly the Clippers. Do you think that they will Depends be? Depends on how much effort both teams put forward right. in the beginning. Right. Uh, uh, or, They've got a good culture. They're always going to be fighting like the Miamis. Or, or the Nuggets could be a team. Or, hell, the Jazz uh, at this point. you think that they'll beat one of those teams in a playoff series to get to the conference finals? Jazz, yes. Uh, I could see them beating the Clippers. I mean, look at the the. Would you would you say that the Nuggets are that much better than the Blazers were at full strength? Yes. At full strength? Yes. I don't know. I will. So you? I don't know. Because I think the Jazz. I think the Nuggets will get better. Jazz. I think if they get in there. Uh, uh, sort of a shoehorn. Because the Nuggets and the and the Blazers both put up the same record against the Lakers. I don't think I don't think that the Nuggets I don't think that the Blazers beat the Nuggets, Clippers, or Lakers in the playoff series. And I think to get the Western Conference Finals, you're going to have to beat one of those. We shall see. We shall see. But those are my hot takes. The summary of the Blazers. I think that they could go to the Western Conference Finals if timing is right. Um, and we'll see how injuries plague. Or play a role in that, so we'll see. My turn. Grizzlies. Ooh, we got a fun one. Yes, we do. So, Grizzlies went 34-39, and 39, ninth in the West. We're in the driver's seat um, and for the playoff race until the bubble hit. Um, they got $113 million tied up right now, like for this upcoming season, but then that drops to 82 the year after, because they finally stopped paying Gorgie Dang, which is seventeen million right now. <laughs> so that is that's a big one, big one, and that's where they're going to get a lot of their cap space from. Melton and Tolliver are the only two that are expiring. Um, they are not paying either of them a lot of money, so that's not that big a deal. They only have one pick this year, it's the fourth, fortieth pick in the second round. Um, I believe they are still paying Dion Waiters as well. So yeah, they're still yes. paying him twelve million dollars this year as well. Woo! Break that money. In. So yeah. they they have a trade and mid level exception. So right now they're this year they're paying people who a aren't on their team and b should not be on their team. Um, looking at you, Gordy Jang. Um, so you got a solid core here. I, I like Brandon Clark. Dylan Brooks has shown some stuff. Obviously, you love Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Morant. Uh, it's going to fix not, the foul trouble on Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm not fully sold on Jaron Jackson Jr. No? Not fully sold on Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. What? Jaron Jackson Jr., he gets a ton of blocks, but uh, his defensive numbers show that he is, at best, an average defender. He's stretching the floor. 
he's showing there, but his foul trouble is very worse, you know, worrisome. He might be able to grow out of that, but you never know. He's been working on it. He's actually yeah. improved. Uh, in his well, freshman so- year, he was awful, like a Mitchell Robinson awful in fouling when he should have. And then he has made some improvements in this yeah. next season. But um, and so you know, there's room to grow, and for if you're still paying him on the rookie contract, sure. But is it? He's their second best scoring option too, and he's a young, talented big who can throw is, it down is the, from is downtown. This, is this year the year you're going to decide whether or not you extend them, or do you get to make that decision next year? I'll make it next year. Okay, if you get to make the decision has next a, year, uh, there's no hard decision. But if you choose to, extend he has them a, right they now, have, they have a team option for 21-22 season on both him and John Morant. He's making seven million right now. John Morant's at nine. You also have Justice Winslow making thirteen. He's coming back from injury. It's a young team. Yeah, you're 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 in, you're, 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 in de- you're developing this team and adding more. I'm, 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 I'm not saying get rid of them either. I'm saying at the point you have to extend them, I would be I wouldn't give them a max extension. That's gonna be a very common question coming up in these next couple of years because we've had some serious talent come out of the draft in the past few years. And these guys want to get paid. They want to make that money. They're young. They're yeah. putting their talents where they can as while they're young. So it's going to be some hard decisions. I mean, they, they have – so by the 2022-23 season, there are only three people on their roster who are on contracts and two of them are team options. So they will have money to pay for players, especially like John Morant's probably going to fetch the highest price. Um. I think you're going to be paying Brandon Clark more than $4 million a year at this point. I think he's going to be at least a $15 million deal. And I think if you can get Josh Jackson or Jaron Jackson Jr. for like maybe 20 a year, 18, 19, 20 a year, I think that would be pretty good. Now the question is, what does he want? I think he's going to ask for the max because I think he's being talked about as one of the big things. So I think if they don't give him the max, he'll decline, go to free agency, and someone will pay him. So – that's the uh, tangled web you weave yeah. when you got good, talented players. Yeah. And Don't really have a draft pick this year, so they're looking kind of to 2021. Just keep rebuilding the team, be, keep building up the team, develop the young talent. I mean, they're a, they're a fun young team to watch who cannot be taken lightly at any point. Like, do they make the playoffs next year? No. Uh, there's there's Ooh. too much there's I don't, I don't think so. no there's there, there's too there's too much talent but that does I don't He's I think tournaments though I agree uh yeah and I when it comes down when there's ten games left in the season I still think there will be a mathematical chance that they can make it I still think they will be right there but do I think they will make it unless they unless those three young core players make a massive leap I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs I think they'll I think they'll just miss it be interesting to watch nonetheless looking forward to it. All right, let's get this over with. The Phoenix Suns. Ah, here we go. The Phoenix Suns, um, so their mission changed a little bit. I will keep a part of the mission where it says get some depth power forward, and now they have to get some depth at, uh, depth at the wing, too, which is giving up Kelly Oubre. I think that those are two very easy things you can do. you got Mikael Bridges the, and Cam Reddish. What you need? Uh, Johnson. Cam Johnson. Johnson. Um, I think those are both very promising players. I think they're both very young, and CP3 just moved up your timeline. So what are you going to do to get new, better ones? Because like, um, you're going to draft them? No. Uh, uh, a, yes, you can. You have the 10th but, pick. But um, Okay, okay. I'm going where you might be going. Um, so, But regardless, I'm not even counting on the draft. Because of the trade exemption coming in with, oh, yeah. uh, with CP3, uh, we're talking about this. $14 million of CP3's cap uh, money doesn't count against your cap. 
which means they're going in next year with $38 million worth of cap. Um, they're, they're losing uh, Bain, Sarch, and Carter. Um, I think that they'll bring back Javon Carter. I think he's a great off-the-bench uh, one, and I think you can probably get him for cheap. I bet you can get him for 10 or less. Um, I get, think you could get Sarge relatively cheap too. I, I don't think what so. is he like? Thirty-two? I don't think Sarge. No, he's fits, young. I don't think Sarge fits the team. Twenty-seven? Oh, I think there's other fours. I think Sarge is a talented player. I think he fits other teams. I think there's other fours that fit this team better. Um, because Sarge, he's uh average rebounder, average defender, um, average shooter, above average playmaker, and playmaking isn't what you need from your starting four. Right. The issue is they don't have fours in general on the team. But as you said, they need Dang, power forward depth. Right. They need power forward depth. So if you're going to lose him, you got to find somebody. So how? Throw the money at Brandon Ingram. You got $38 million. If you can throw all the money at Brandon Ingram and get out of the Pelicans, that's great. Pelicans will match, but it's worth throwing and making the Pelicans pay. Oh, hell uh, yeah. That would be so smart. Uh, go at Christian Wood. You can get Christian Wood's probably going to be going for about $15 million a year. Christian Wood fits this team perfectly. I love Christian Wood for this team. Davis Bertans, 15 million a year, two year. Absolutely. Get that get that shooting and rebounding surrounding Chris Paul. Chris I think Paul brings awesome a pick. lot with him when he comes to a team. And having Devin Booker as the recipient of right. where Chris Paul is going adds that young flair of talent. It's like Christoph Porzingis coming in to the De- Luka Doncic Mavericks. He's just like, oh, it's serious now. Two cheaper options: Bobby, Bobby Portis, uh, Chris Boucher. Yeah, you you can get that. if you can get either of them for less than ten mil a year. Absolutely, go with that. Now that you have all this extra money, Gallinari. You can get Gallinari. Gallinari already plays well. Chris Paul. Jeez. There is a lot of depth of the four, and you now have pretty much the how, most cap. Can you in the briefly in the tell me years. how they exempted that money again? Uh so the way the tra- trade exemption works is um, you are. Not allowed to take a deal that sets you. You're not allowed to make a trade that sets you over the cap unless that what you're sending out is um, within. So what you're getting back has to be within 125 percent plus a hundred thousand dollars of what you're sending out. So by sending out those contracts, only those contracts are going to count against your cap. So Chris Paul's a remainder of that, which is about 14 million. So the only way that you count. can do that, just for my understanding, is because they're sending out four different players who have contracts exceeding next year greater than what they're at now, mm-hmm. is, okay, that's enough of a cap shift. It, so you don't have to be exceeding. But in order to take back a deal that would put you over the cap, what you send out has to be – what you're getting back from what you send out has to be within 125% of what you're sending out plus $100,000. Within 125%. Plus $100,000. Yes. Interesting. Uh, and so all the additional money on Chris Paul's deal, more than what Rubio and uh, what uh, uh, Ubre, more than Rubio and Ubre, all that additional money doesn't count against. And so you're going to let uh, Sarge Baines bring back Javon Carter, and you ha- you now have $38 million, um you are it's I, I misstated you don't have thirty eight million in cap room. You can go thirty eight million more before you reach the luxury tax limit. So you're gonna have to pay some luxury tax, but you can sign up to thirty eight million dollars worth of new contracts with your exemption. Fourteen million dollars what he's making is now exempt from the cap. 
And so they are absolutely going to use this trade exemption to bring in newer, bigger contracts. You can sign up to $38 million worth of free agents this offseason. And fuck it. They might not necessarily do it either. They might hold on because not this year, but the following year, they lose um, Kelly Rick, Frank Kaminsky, Cameron Payne, Sheik Diallo, Aaron Baines, Dario Saric, and Trey Owens. I'm assuming they're bringing yeah, back just uh, Sheik Diallo. Uh, I'm assuming back. I'm assuming they're bringing back uh, Javon Carter. But those are all contracts that are on the books now and not. So maybe you even say. Fuck it, let's wait a year. I don't think you do that because Chris Paul is his timeline is getting smaller and smaller. But I, there's no reason why you can't throw the bag and get some great monies. Brandon Ingram on this team would be scary. Devin Booker's gonna have made hell of money by the time he's yeah. done with the league, man. He's about to be oh my god. That, but can you imagine? Can you imagine a team? It, it's completely possible that they could bring in. Brandon Ingram and either Gallinari, Christian Woods, or Davis Bertans. And can you imagine a starting lineup of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Brandon Ingram, Gallinari, Bertans, and DeAndre Ayton at the five? It's okay. And come up, you also have some death off, off the bench with Johnson and Bridges. And you're going to um, also probably keep Javon Carter. There's That's an eight-man rotation there that will definitely get you the playoffs in the West. It's going to be... Uh... And an interesting team. I'm really watch. excited for the Suns. I don't think they're I don't think they're quite championship contenders, but I do think that they can fight for at least the five seed. At least the five seed, maybe more. Calling right. it now. Right. Here we go. Yeah, because I think a couple other teams in the a couple Dude. other playoff teams in the West are going to get worse. Something that mm. you may you may yep. not be realizing is Chris Paul, 36 years old. Yeah. Hopefully he can make it to the end of the season. 30, 36 years old, two years left on this deal. So if he plays, if he, you know, maybe I'll be completely wrong. Maybe this is the year Chris Paul just loses it. But I don't think you know, I don't think he'll lose it. Lose right. it. But you gotta hope that he can I, just make it. To I the think end it's of the like, season. but the sense they're not giving up a ton for this chance right. either. They, I, they, I, they I, also they also have the tenth pick. Yeah, the they, tenth they pick, are not. You can definitely get a rotational player with. Yeah, you know, and it might be a power forward. As I said, this draft has a lot of solid four or five type players in it. Right. And if and if you've got Booker and Paul in your backcourt, you've got Johnson and Bridges on the wings. You have Aiton at center, who's already a twenty and ten guy. So right. it's powerful. If you assuming you don't sign Saric, just a rotational four guy in the draft. There are those spots in the draft. Right, so a lot of a lot of players in there. Yeah. I, and they're, I, they're at a great spot because all the fancy guards will be gone already, so they won't be even tempted to pull one of those. Right. So it's like, what's left? Power forward, the spot you need. Mm-hmm. So. so. I re- the, the Suns, this is the brightest future the Suns have had since I've started paying attention to basketball. <laughs> yeah, they've been pretty freaking bad for a long time. Let's, um, Eight and all the bubble. As, as, the, as, as the Bucks fan here. I'd like to welcome Sam to the playoffs, Mason. You've had a nice run. I'm sorry. We'll see you later. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Sam, welcome to the playoffs. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the playoffs. This is, he ain't this there is, yet. He this is in no yet. way premature, and I will not regret this statement. <laughs> nope. nope. All right, next up, the San Antonio Spurs. The streak is broken. It's like when the Undertaker lost at WrestleMania. Greg Popovich missed the playoffs. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Are they going to force him out like they did uh, Dirk? Oh, Dirk's retiring after this season. Dirk doesn't say anything about it. The media, Dirk's retiring. Oh, I guess I'm retiring now. (laughs) 
The San Antonio Spurs, 2019-2020 record of 32-39. and 39. Oof! Less than 500, first time in 21 years. 11th in the West, wow. Just, just wow. I'm sorry, uh, since 1997 was their first missed playoffs. 97. Um, it, it does help when you have a roster that was, you know, uh, championed by three Hall of Famers for over a decade with Tim Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker, and then you added Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they had, one, one of the greatest overall top-to-bottom runs. I know they, they didn't kept winning Kawhi all Kawhi Leonard, they would be fine. But if they, they fumbled the bag on that one. They fumbled the bag. Um, yeah. Bringing it up to speed on San Antonio Spurs. Ninth offensive rating, 25th defensive rating, and 14th in terms of pace. Um, they have... A lot of mid-range shots on this team. Uh, for this season, they have 120 mil tied up in nine play. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, ninth overall in the NBA. 120 mil tied up in three, six, nine, 12 players. Not a lot of room here. They're already over the cap. Got 12 player signs. Um, they're losing Bellinelli, Jacopotel, by uh, Ryan Forbes, and. Right. Bryn Forbes, thank you. Basically, those are the, the big guys that they're losing. I don't know what their t- their future holds. I really don't know what kind of team this, they want to be. They've got two stars above the age of 30. Um, they don't shoot threes very well. They've got some promising possible young players, but their top four paid players. All of them are guards. DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeJounte Murray, Rudy Gay. 31, 35, 24, 34. And then, oh, Patty Mills after that, 32. They've, uh, yeah, they have a lot of older players um, that are all the same kind of positions. Their their young talent is almost all guard-related. It's Murray, it's White, it's uh, Lonnie Walker Jr. It, it's a lot of guard play at their, at their young talent, young talent that they're looking at. They kind of have to replace everything else because Aldridge is your four slash five, Gay is your four slash three, DeRozan is your three slash two. Um, a lot of older players on this team. So Bellinelli, he was making five point eight mil, let him go, or one or his uh, two million dollar minimum contract, whatever. Jakubotl three point seven mil last year. He's twenty five. I'd say half. Uh, uh, try to re-sign him at a, a mid level exemption. Uh, half of that maybe. And then the other half, try to maybe give to, uh, what is it, Bryn? Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes, two, uh, who's two, 27, four. making 2.9 mil this year. Split that MLE between the two. Fuck it, it'll be fine. Next year, keep uh, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, uh, Luca uh, Semonic, and Keldon Johnson. The rest, figure it out. LaMarcus Aldridge, I've heard talks to the Warriors. Um, DeMar DeRozan, I've heard talks to the Lakers. Try to get as much out of those players as you can. Be bad. Do what you got to do. Rudy Gay and Patty Mills will shepherd you through until you can finally draft some replacements for those guys and then ditch them. I do not think DeMar DeRozan. I do not think the money of DeMar DeRozan and the Lakers worked anymore now that they brought in Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, we'll see. Unless they can just exempt stuff. Who knows? <laughs> right. But I think they're already past the cap now. Yeah, but if you lose it, you're losing, what, $10 million for Rondo? So with if they're going to be losing Rondo, which that's going to be only like two and a half mil off the books, um, this season for the Lakers, they've got Jerry Dudley coming off, Dwight Howard, Marquise Morris, Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith, 
All those guys combined for like less than six mil. Um, KCP's opting out too, so there's another eight mil. There's twelve mil there. How many? How much do you need? Twenty. Twenty-seven. And um, AD is opting out as well, so you can probably restructure his, maybe uh, backload it, and try to make the the cap work with Demar Derozan's current and final season next year. I also think backloaded, he'll still be making more though. I think he'll be in more in the thirty-two to thirty-five. Demar Derozan? No, uh, AD. Correct. Sorry. Uh, you'll still be making a lot more, and you may have to part ways and add a team option or something for DeMar, but I think you, you well, can always make DeMar's on a contract. I'm sorry, not DeMar. Um, uh, Anthony Davis, whatever you got to do to try to get him and the contracts to work out such that he's going to get his money. You could also get – if you had to sit down with Anthony Davis and you say, like, hey, if we structure your contract in this way – You'll be making fifteen thousand dollars less, or fifteen million dollars less, but we'll get Demar Derozan. You, I'm looking at the money right now. You could do Avery Bradley, Javale McGee, and Kyle Kuzma, along with everything you're losing, and bring in Demar Derozan and have zero cap. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, gonna. I, I don't think I don't think it's feasible because at the end of the day, you do need a bench. Third, and then there's always the opportunity for a uh, three team deal. It's it's not impossible to make things happen. It just yeah. it's unlikely. Unlikely. Um, unlikely. So that's the Spurs layout. You've got two top tier players. I'm sorry, two top above thirty players who you need to move off of. Uh, that's my take. Is they need to start restructuring aggressively. They've got two picks in the draft this year, the 11th and the 41st. Uh, if you want to try to move up in the draft or let whatever falls to you come and. I think you guys have had a good pedigree of drafting in the past, so try to you know, keep that, keep the reins steady. And, they have uh, a good pedigree of drafting, but they also have a bad reputation of players sucking for them and then being good elsewhere. Like D'Angelo Russell, great draft pick, sucked on the Lakers. Brandon Ingram, good draft pick, below average on the Lakers. Talk about the Spurs. Oh, shit, never mind. <laughs> uh, hot take, trade Greg Popovich for uh, to a better team and <laughs> the one that shoots threes. Um, All right. So, next up is your Sacramento Kings coming in at thirty-one and forty-one, twelfth in the West, ninety-six million dollars. They have thirty mil on the cap. A lot of that is coming from the loss of Bazemore, Bogdanovich, Len, Farrell, Giles, and um, is it with a Bielitsa? No, and someone else, but I don't think he matters that much. Do you, bring, um, do you bring any of them back? Honestly, the the big question. So I have. They also have a twelfth round draft pick this year, and then a thirty fifth, a forty third, and a fifty second in the second round. They have a middle the middle trade exception. I think the big question Ooh. for them is, um, you know, you want to see more out of Bagley. So I'm still not sold on him yet, but he's been injury prone. So we'll still out. Darren Fox is obviously the real deal. You're going to have to extend him this year. This is his last year on the con on his contract. Buddy Heels extended. What are you doing with Buddy Heald and Bogdan Bogdanovich? Because both kind of play the same position. You've been benching Buddy Heald at the end of the season. Buddy Heald also has said he wants off. Bogdanovich, this is he's a, Bogdanovich free is a free agent. So, are you re-signing him? Are you going to re-sign him and trade Buddy Hield? What are you doing at that shooting guard spot? Because you have two capable players, but you've Buddy shown Hield's, an inability to do anything with it. But Buddy Hield's younger than Bogdanovich. Is he? He's twenty-seven. Bogdanovich twenty-eight. That's true. Marginally but, younger. 
not not enough well, to matter. One's a free agent, one's locked not, up for the next not, four years. Not enough right. to matter. Well, that's the question. Like, okay, Bogdanovich is probably in about the same contract. I think Bogdanovich is probably going to get about twenty million a year. If you can trade Buddy for some real good assets, do it, and then re-sign Bogdan. But if you can't, you just gotta. I'm sorry, you have to let him go. There's talk about Buddy to the Mavs, and the Mavs have some assets. Yeah. Hey, well, and the question is like. So you have this 30 mil, and Bogdanovich is going to take up over half of that. So, you know, can you get off Buddy Heald? And you're going to have to extend De'Aaron Fox too, and he's probably – and he's going to be north of 20 mil as well. So you can't really have both, especially because you're paying Harrison Barnes $22 million this year, and you don't need to be paying Harrison Barnes $22 million. He's not good enough for you to well, be paying him that much money. Speaking, yes, but he's not good enough for them. And then you're also paying Corey Joseph $12 million. I don't know why you're That's paying him $12 million. I'm going to eat some crow here. I thought that Corey Joseph was a great pickup when they did it because I was like, you finally have someone who can shut down the guards of the West, and he did. Nothing, and I wonder if it's mismanagement because he was a great defender for the Pacers. I mean, you're, I don't know what you're, you're losing twenty million dollars from Ken Bazemore, and that is fine. I think you lose no sleep over not having Ken Bazemore on your roster next Ooh. year for nineteen million dollars a year. So, I think their big decision, obviously, you know, you hope Bagley works out, but you have to, you have to hit on some draft picks here. You hit on Fox. Jury's still out on Ooh, Bagley. What, what number is their first? They have to the twelfth pick. Well, it's hard, too, because there, yeah. there's no surefire answer, Try right? Try to trade up, maybe? Maybe. Maybe maybe, maybe you package maybe that, the pick and Buddy Heald for, for the seems like pick. For the, I don't know. For the, what they need, this draft seems light. For what they need. This has a great role-player-centered draft. They need other players star. who can do good, not great. They, 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 need a, they need a true running mate for De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, Marvin Bagley's not reliable enough right now. and I Clearly, they don't like Buddy Heald enough. So. I, I put the Kings to be a team to watch in the playoffs for this season, this past season, uh, depending on how Marvin Bagley did, and he did, and he got injured, as, as well as he did the yeah. season before. So, so I think for them, it's the biggest thing is what you have two good shooting guards. And what Rashawn are you, Holmes, what was, are you doing with them? Rashawn Holmes is great for the contract he was on. I think he was. Yeah, he's only making five million dollars this year. He's you, about to need another contract. If you can still get him for under around ten a year. Okay. Which, if he plays, if he plays last year like he did this year, he's probably yeah. a twelve to fifteen yeah. mil guy. Uh, right? Jabari, yeah, Jabari Parker's got a six point five million player option. I could see him he going either way. I could he's see him going either way with that. So, again, I actually had no idea Jabari Parker. Kings. Kings now. What are you doing How with? How did he end up there? Because uh, he was the Hawks, what deal sent him there? Oh, same I think thing it was that Alex Lynn. Yeah. Who did they send back? Did oh, um, dead man. Yeah. So, what do you do with the shooting guards? Figure it out. That's Something. it. Figure Something. it out. Harrison Barnes. Oh my God! Right? So much money. Sam, you have the Pelicans. So my mission is keep developing your young core, and in all caps, do not let Brandon Ingram walk. Pay him everything he wants, and then trade Drew if the deal's right. They came out and said that they don't want to trade him to the West. I can understand not wanting to trade him to the West. I think that was a dumb thing to say. Um, because well, why? Now they think in their mind we're gonna need to get some more from West Conference teams who want West Conference. I think it's something that you tell West Conference teams once you've started the negotiation. I think now West Conference teams are gonna check out. Which I think once you've already entered the negotiation, you're more likely mm. to say, oh, So you're okay. saying they showed their hand too much. Right. It's like, oh, well, we're going to have to give right. up too much for him. We're not interested. I get not sending him to the West. I get not wanting to play him, right? But I would have 
kept that quiet. And basically, the Mavericks were one of the big teams I heard going for Drew Holiday. And I, there was a nice deal I saw centered around Maxi Kleba and Jalen Brunson that I thought would, uh, and some draft compensation that I thought, there was also another expiring contract and then it didn't matter. But uh, I thought that would have been a nice compensation for Drew Holiday. But now the, the Mavs might not even talk to them. Right? right? I mean, if they're only going to get the player out of the deal, why are we going to mortgage our future when we already have such a good young team and yeah. a lot of assets? Right. And so I think Drew Holiday to the Mavericks was an awesome deal. I think there's a couple other teams in the West. The really only place I see him going in the East is the Sixers. And who the fuck wants to trade with the Sixers? No. Right. No, you're going to um, take on bad money. So they might even they might even let Drew play, which is fine. Um, you're losing Favors, Moore, Brandon Ingram, Okafor, Jackson, uh, Jackson Hayes. Uh, no, not Jackson Hayes, just Jackson, Williams, and Frank Thornwell. Jackson. Frank Jackson. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Brandon Ingram, Ingram is the only person that you're going to bring back out of that, or Derek Favors if you can get a really team-friendly deal. But like, if you're paying Derek Favors what he's worth, it's too much. Someone else should. Someone else should pay uh, Favors at, at more. That, at that at that point, at that point, start Jackson Hayes and get him more experience because right. this is a young team that you're still building around. Like Zion's only in his second year. You have Ingram is a young player. Josh Hart is a young player. Lonzo's maybe Nikhil Walker, Lonzo. Maybe Walker Alexander turns into something. Mm-hmm. This is a young team, and to be honest, like. Yeah, maybe you make a deal for Drew Holiday. Maybe you resign That's Favors, so but funny. I wouldn't do an a lot with this team right now. You have a new coach coming in, so whatever you're doing, you're going to be building for a f- maybe one or two years right now. Keep the roster the same, pretty much. You've got talent, and see where it gets you. So You're only going to – maybe when you get off that Drew Holiday contract, maybe you can attract another star because, oh, look, I have Ingram and Zion there. Right. So I, I would – you, I'd play status quo. Just keep it going. You've got the 13th pick in the draft. I say they get another point guard. I do think Lonzo is probably a good starting point guard for them. But realistically, you need two point guards, and a rookie would be a great off-the-bench point guard, especially from a growing experience. Because I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he can he can be a point guard, but I think he's going to show true true value of the two, especially if you're going to move off of Drew. Kind of like more, he kind of feels like more of a Donovan Mitchell-type player. Right. Um, and, yeah, the free agent targets, um, whatever you do, don't take on long-term money, and if you have these young players, the free agent class of 21 is sick and deep, and mm. if you can say, look, we have Zion and Brandon Ingram, and we have the money to pay a max deal, and uh, there's a lot of stars out there that might not be tier one stars, but hell, Paul George might want to go there. I was going to say Paul George! Right, Paul George might want to go there. Um any star big, uh, any star big might want to go there because you're three and four locked up. A star point guard might want to go there. There's a lot in the 21 class, and so I say, whatever you do this offseason, other than Brandon Ingram, keep it to short money, short money, one year deals. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough swing for some players who want to be in there for the long haul. But I think that's the right move to try to play. Right. Because um, I mean, the West is so loaded right now. You could do everything right this offseason, and you are not a championship contender. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be you're gonna be playing for some players to retire. Your your game plan is for people to not play the game anymore. Uh, Pelicans are one of those teams because they have Zion Williamson, but one player a team does not make. There, I mean, it's sort of it's sort of similar to when they had Anthony Davis, right? But instead of trying to rush up the timeline and rush it, yeah. Instead, uh, one year in this thing, let these players develop and free up a bunch of contract for twenty one. Right? Don't bring in a bunch of helping players. Bring in another star. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, and I think at best, you know, they they make the playoffs and they get their young guys' playoff experience. I think that's I think that's where they're at for this. Well, I also advocated for the Suns to throw every bit of money they can at Brandon Ingram, so they might have to overpay for Brandon Ingram. And you know, I say you do it. Yeah. Yep. But, He's twenty three. Yep. Right. You can do it. Brandon it's... Ingram, his max deal, I think, is like twenty seven. Yeah. Next up, the Timberwolves coming in at a uh, abysmal nineteen and forty five, fourteenth in the West. They have $96 million in cap space, which is great because they stopped paying Alan Crabb $17 million for not being on the roster hold on, this hold year. Are you saying $96 million? Mm-hmm. That's their cap right now. Do they have anyone on the team other than D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns? Oh, no, no. They yeah. currently have – okay. They don't have 96.3. So, they are total 96. Yeah. Okay. So they so this, <laughs> this this past year they had $132 million. Evan Turner's gone. That was $18 million. You're paying Alan Crabb to not be on the roster. That was $17 million. James Johnson is going to opt into a $16 million contract because he is not worth that. Other than that, a lot of their money is tied is DeAndre Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Beasley is a free agent. I think they're waiting to see what happens with his off-the-court situation to see what they want to do with him. Um, because I think he's a good player and he'd be a great backup point guard to um, DeAndre Russell. So, honestly, this is a big – they have the number one overall pick in this draft – you know, it'd be interesting to see what they do with that. Are they going to try to trade that away for somebody? Or do they think that they can try. find someone in the draft who will fit this team? Well, I've heard literally everything. I've heard they like Edwards next to Russell. I've heard, are they thinking Wiseman next to Carlton Towns? They don't want Wiseman. They're going to package this, this, this pick. I have heard everything. I really. So only, I have no idea what I, they're going to do. I really only see them taking an Edwards or trading I don't think there's another player that they couldn't trade down to get. Like, th- there's basically three players you can't trade down to get, right? Yeah. And that's uh, LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, and Anthony Edwards. Of those three players, who would you take? If I'm the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, no, no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, they, so they have the first overall break. They also have the 17th and the 32nd. They have a mid-level and trade exceptions. Um. You know, again, I'm looking at their their roster right now, and I'm looking at a 2021. They're going to lose another $10 million off the books. You know, I think that's when you're looking at your potential. Th- if, if you if you draft Edward, if you if you draft somebody this year and not trade for a star or a package, then I think you're looking to 2021 to try to add another player because at that point you have Russell Towns, maybe Culver. Jerry's still out on him. I was about to ask, um, what's the future of Derek Culver? I mean, they've got him. You need to see more, and it's it's hard to base something off like a rookie who played on a bat. A Kogi for Kogi. I kind of he's he's a dunk. He's kind of a. I was gonna say I'm over. He's a dunk. He he had that one good couple weeks month where he had a bunch of like highlight dunks, and that's kind of all you've seen. I thought he was a good defensive presence. It's not bad. And he's young, so he's only 22, so maybe something happens. But I think these next two years are going to be big for the Timberwolves because you have Towns and you have Russell. You ha- and particularly, you have to optimize Towns' time in, on your team. So what are you going to do to get the third star next to it? Is that drafting one? Is that trading the draft to get someone? Is that waiting for the 2021 season when you can get a, when you can get a star? I don't know. So... To me, it's all about you have to find a third star soon because you have to maximize Carl Anthony Towns being on your team. 
Yeah. And if the guy bring, you bring in has some great defensive presence, that wouldn't be the worst thing either because this is not a great defensive team right now. They suck. Yeah. Their best their best defensive player was probably Malik Beasley, and he might not even be on the roster. So It might actually be Jamie Johnson. It could be, but are you going to pay $16 million for a good defensive player on a shit defensive player defensive team? It's a, it's a player option. You don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. And also, I don't like that you said good defensive player, just not awful defensive player. <laughs> All right. That brings us to the final team, the team with absolutely no money whatsoever because they have it all tied up. The Golden State Warriors, I have them 15 and 50, 15 in the West. And if I'm reading this right, $148 million mm-hmm. is what their roster is. No expiring contracts. They have the second pick, and then they have two late picks in the – or mid-round picks in the second round. Um, they have a mid-level exception and a trade exception. I mean, the you've got – Curry, Thompson, Green, I think are is your Is the trade exception still Igadala's trade exception? I think so. Okay. Um so you've got you know, you've got the three the core three, Clay, um, oh Steph, and Draymond. You have, you know, some pieces that I think kind of fit. Eric Pascal, Damian Lee, Marquise Chris all showed some flashes when the stars brought injured, so I think that they might be a decent bench to have behind. Um, I'm not sure how much Andrew Wiggins is actually going to be on this team. I don't know if they're going to try to trade him and the pick or what they're doing with the pick. I think Wiseman or a center is a good fit here because they kind of need it. But they don't. But it's a second round pick or second overall pick. That's still nine more million dollars on their. But it, it's, on their it, thing. But it doesn't count against their cap because it's draft. It's true. Uh, so it's uh, there's no money here. Honestly, I I think they're going to take a center with a second overall pick. And they're going to run the team as it is because you have Clay, you have Steph, you have Draymond. They've been there, done that, you name it. And I think they're going to make a push for the title again because so I've got two questions for you about this team. Um, does Draymond end the year on this team? Wiggins. I think it's more likely he does than Wiggins does. Uh, my second one was: Does Wiggins end the year on the team? I, I I'm going to I don't think both of them will be on this team come playoffs. How do you, the problem is? I yes, know. it's you'd love to. They're going to be fine. You'd love to get rid of Wiggins because it's just an absolute shit contract, and for that much, you should be getting a lot more production out of them. Mm-hmm. But who's going to take him? Whereas I could see suitors for Draymond. That's true. That is true. I I see this team as drafting the second overall pick, going to figure out whatever they want, take it. I think it's definitely James Wiseman. Yeah, and then I'm uh, not even certain that number one will be Anthony Edwards, but unless I don't see the T Wolves taking Wiseman, unless someone right. trades up to get Wiseman, right. I think I think they will take Wiseman. But if they don't get Wiseman, Okongwu from USC is not a bad fit either. Okongwu would sort of fit their small ball thing too. Is he's he's a little he's a little, he's, little tradi- he's what you'd call traditionally a four, but traditionally four is becoming a small ball five. Yeah. Basically, they're going to have I think Wiseman's these, got a little more these, range, which I think the Warriors would like more than Okongwu, but I'm not saying if Wiseman is gone, Okongwu's not that big of a... of a. I, I think Okongwu could be like the next Bam at a bio type. Not flashy numbers in college, hard worker, and then like two, three years down the line, like, bam, that guy's solid. Wiseman could have had flashy numbers in college. We'll never know. That's true. 
Yeah, that's true. No, I'm talking Thank about I'm talking about a Kongu, not oh, Wiseman. Okay. We 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 no one no one heard about a Kongu. We've been hearing about Wiseman since he was like oh, freshman in high school. Kongu drew that Bam comparison right away, and I I'm not saying he's gonna be Bam. I'm right. saying you can kind of see some similarities from when Bam was at Kentucky. Right. Yeah, that's fair. But the Warriors aren't going to tinker much. They're yeah, going to stick with gonna... their same uh, big three and plus Andrew Wiggins and then try to add to it. I don't even know if the person they draft is going to be their starting center. Um, Kevon Looney is still only 24. He's got two uh, this year and then a uh, player option next year. Um, so whoever they do draft is going to ideally a center. If they end up just being subpar or they're doing okay, they still might keep Kevon Looney around. We'll see. Um, but it's, uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't see him. I think they're going to be a playoff contender, but what, what do you think, Nathan? Oh, I think they're in the playoffs. I think they're in the playoffs for sure. Um, I, I don't, you don't bring back Steph Clay and as long as they stay injury free, don't, don't make the impact. So as we said, the Thunder are probably going to be dropped out. Honestly, I could see the Blazers falling out and who knows what's going to happen with the Rockets. And so the Warriors are going to, I, I, I'm looking at the West, and every team that did make the playoffs, with the exception of the Spurs and the Kings, are going to get better, I think. I, my, my prediction for next year, uh, from last year's playoff teams, I say Thunder and um, Rockets go out, Warriors and Suns go in. Yeah. That is a scoop. I, I could see Warriors and Suns playing like the Pelicans in a play-in. Yeah. Type of deal. I, I, I don't think Warriors will be in a play-in. I think the Suns could be in a play-in to get there, but I don't think the Pelicans or the Grizzlies will be able to get there. Straight um, up, no. I, 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 I agree. I, I, I think the Blazers will probably be a play-in team, too, but I think the Blazers ultimately make it. I, th- I think so as well. If you give them the, a the, Blaz- option, the Blazers have the most experience. Right. If you give them a play-in option. And, and, and let's it. see. like What's going to be – it's going to be like, – March, April, when they're playing these games, and who plays better in March and April than Damian Lillard as of the past couple of years? Nobody. No. So, yeah, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> all right, that completes our 2019-2020 West breakdown going into the off season, which kind of starts in two days with the NBA draft, and then it's fast-paced, boom, boom, boom. Seasons here. What December 22nd? Yes, sir. So. It's gonna be exciting. We'll, I'm, uh, we'll I'm have happy it. for that. I was really looking forward to the idea of the first day games being NBA on Christmas Day. For for to have like sixteen ga- fifteen games on Christmas right. Day, that would be just fun. Just be furious. That would be awesome. I would get to ignore my relatives a little bit longer. Right. Just my, my my relatives live out of town, and so normally I see them Christmas Eve and they drive back Christmas Day, and it's just the best to just be alone drinking beer. Watching NBA on Christmas Day on Christmas, there's no rather, there's no way I'd rather spend the holiday unless my mom and dad are listening. In which case, I'd just love for you to hang out with me and watch basketball. Uh, All so right, I think that's gonna do it for us. And, uh, just tip off. Uh, we will episode fifty. We'll come back. Yeah, we made we'll it. That, fifty baby. milestone. Uh-huh. We will be coming back to you shortly with a our. Uh, mock draft of this upcoming uh, rookie draft in two days. So we'll hopefully be getting something out to you even before then. So talk to you soon. Peace.